Welcome to another special episode of the podcast. Like again, I am going to be away for a couple weeks, so I pre-recorded a few episodes just to have discussions. Some of them may not be my standard size, but some of them will have nice little debates, uh, whether it be about, you know, golf or when we're talking get ready for euro cup as well as the u.s open coming up have uh, episodes based on that but tonight's episode is going to be about choosing sports teams choosing a number Uh, also i'll be discussing about uh, trophies league championships uh, which ones would you like to win and all that but you know some of them which one's the hardest ones to win Uh, but again this is an episode where you know it's a great discussion now why did i want to do this one well because you know it's always a fun topic why did you choose the sports team why do you wear this sports number you know which trophy is like the hardest to win which one do you want to win the most out of all your sports franchises or even for yourself personally which one do you want to win but it's just you know it's it's a fun topic to discuss uh, but you know what? Why do we choose a sports team? It is question mark. Like, why do we choose it? Now, for me, I have all my sports teams all over the spot, everywhere they are. Now, I'm a Red Sox fan for baseball. I'm a Penguins fan for hockey. Um, I'm a Colts fan for football. Manchester United for soccer. I do follow TFC for MLS, and I also go for the Toronto Raptors for the NBA. Uh, golf. Well, we always have our certain players, and same with tennis. But those are the leagues that I follow and those are my clubs or teams that I like now why do I have that well well Penguins well Mary Lemieux was one of my favorite hockey players growing up now were the Penguins my original team growing up no I will be honest with that I wasn't always a Penguins fan growing up where I am you know farm team for the Blackhawks had a history of playing so I chose to go for the Blackhawks a friend of mine was a Blackhawks fan those were the teams that I liked growing up but just like others I just faded away and chose out you know I stepped away from hockey you know it happens everyone just steps away from that sport and then when it came back to it I chose the Penguins let me like I said was one of my favorite players growing up you also had Yamir Yager on that team as well Paul Coffey Bork there were players there that were exciting to watch but again Chicago was fun because of the history here um, from where I'm from but you know you had Ed Belfour, Chelios, Ronick. you just had the history there plus with the history of it being linked to where I'm from, my hometown, you had Stan Makita, you had Bobby Hall, you had Esposito on that team. It was a great, great franchise, and the history was there. But you know what? Just again, time fades, and you move on. You step away from the sport, and you choose a new one. And guess what? I went with the Penguins, the franchise that you have here. Again, I talked about the Mew, Yager, Bork, Coffee. But, you know, the new the new team that you have here, when you're looking at Crosby, Latang, Fleury, you had Ryan Whitney on there, Fedotenko as well, Colby Armstrong, you had players there as well. Even Marion Hosa when he got traded over, was great to see. Uh, but when you're looking at other players as well as the team grew, yes, it's great to see this core win so many championships, three Stanley Cups in the last 15 years, which has been remarkable. But, you know what, again, that's why you choose it you choose it because of a player you choose because of how well that team is doing sometimes sometimes you just join on the bandwagon some there and you know what i'll be honest when i saw the blackhawks i did join on a bandwagon because of friends and the history of it because there are some people in in my hometown that do like the blackhawks because of the history as well you know and where i'm from you know either a leafs fan a sabers fan my family 
you're either a Canadians fan or you're a Leafs fan as well. That's that's what it is for me. My mother is a Sabres fan, or sorry, a uh, Bruins fan. Sorry, that was a little bit of an insult. Uh, and you know what? My father was a Leafs fan as well. So you have that household. You don't always choose your teams because of your families, which is true. You want to break out, have your own team and root for. But nowadays for sports, a lot of people as a family go for that as well. It is true. Like I talked about, my, my one family, my mom's side, you have that core that just wants to love the Canadians and support that. I have friends whose whole family is Canadians fans. You just, you just support that as a household, as a family team, and it's great. It is. It is great to have that there. As you know, everyone's supporting one team, rooting it together. You're there till the end with each other. Up, down, sideways, happy, sad, everywhere, every which direction, and how your team's performing because you're doing it as a family, which is great to see. But sometimes you may not want that. Sometimes you want that competition. You like to tell your family and everything that their team isn't that great, that my team is better and we're doing more and blah, blah, blah. Don't get me wrong. A lot of Canadians fans bring up, well, we got the most Stanley Cups in history. Well, that's great. Uh, Leafs fans as well. Leafs fans are probably the biggest fans there. You see them with an emotional roller coaster. Actually, when I say that, you can't really just use that as Leafs fans. Every sports fan can be a, an emotional roller coaster. Everyone's like that. A lot of people are like, well, the Leafs fans take it too seriously. Every team is like that with the Leafs. Some people are just not as, you know, zealous with that as well, you know, loud about it and just, you know, open with it. But every sports team thinks the same. Sorry, every sports uh, fan groups think the same way as well. They think that same way, just the outburst, everything. But, you know, it, it is there. You know, and I talk about, you know, some people choose their teams because of family. Some people choose it because of loved ones. Some people just choose it because that one specific player. And I talked about Lemieux and Yager. That's basically what drove me to the Pens, the history of those guys. And especially Lemieux was still playing at the time after coming back multiple times from out of retirement. But he definitely led me to the Penguins. Uh, when we're looking at the Colts, we talked about, you know, I chose with Peyton Manning. I saw how well they were doing. I saw how great of a general he was on the field, and this was long before Manning even won his first playoff game. And that was against the Denver Broncos. That's how far back I go when it comes to that. With the Red Sox, well, the Red Sox, I do enjoy them. I also don't like the Yankees. I don't. I chose, why not go for the Red Sox? When I started getting the baseball more seriously, I definitely was like, well, don't want to be a Jays fan because, well, everyone's a Jays fan. You know, I don't want to be a Yankees fan because, well, nobody likes the Yankees. And why not go for the team that hates the Yankees the most? And why not go for the Red Sox? And what they did in 04 was just incredible, ending that drought after 86 years. Just remarkable, the comeback. Just watching that comeback was great because I remember them going down 3 nothing after getting blown out. I believe it was 19-8, to 19-6, one of those, just getting completely clobbered. And then just the game, winning game four, game five, game six, game seven, just taking it to them and winning in the Bronx. That was just incredible for what Boston did. Just remarkable. It just kept me going with that franchise. And as I started getting more and more into baseball, like the more and more I just started loving it. And one of the first games I went back to at the Sky Dome, or now the Rogers Center, was Red Sox and Blue Jays. It was. It was my one of my first games back in a long time, and it was Red Sox and Blue Jays. And a lot of games that I always go to have been the Red Sox and Blue Jays. 
It's just always fun to see my team there. But again, the history of that organization, whether it's the story of the Bambino, Ted Williams, uh, Boggs, uh, Fisk, you know, the up and downs of that organization trying to win that World Series and end that curse, you know, Poppy, Martinez, Popobon, um, you know, Damon, that group right there was just incredible. Kurt Schilling bleeding from that ankle. Watching them win again in 07 against the Rockies was just great. And you see them get better and better. And some people just slept on them. That 13 season, just remarkable, especially with the, after the bombing in Boston. And you're looking at, you know, the collapse in 2011 when they were up 10 games going into September on the Yankees and just falling apart and losing to Tampa Bay in that last game. But again, like you look, you look at Boston and that history, and it wasn't just. I know I talked about you know, the the hatred towards the Yankees, but you know the Red Sox had a good core. Poppy is one of my favorite baseball players, just a remarkable player. Manny, all those guys were just phenomenal players, and that core there just maybe link to that team and just respect them more. Just the comeback as well, just an incredible story. Uh, and I go over to the Raptors again, growing up in Ontario like seeing the Raptors having an NBA franchise there one of my first basketball games was T-Max last regular season game before you know he went off to Orlando and just following him there and again no I did follow the Raptors I went through the dark ages like every other fan you know I did support the Suns for a little bit because Steve Nash Amari you know that just group was just remarkable Dan and Tony getting that offense moving but it was you know tough to see the Raptors at that dark point and you would hope to rebound and get them back still supported them but you know I also did support the Suns in that time period but again I am Raptors first Suns were second no matter what but that was just great Vince Carter T-Mac when you're looking at Charles Oakley that core there that tried to get them to that finals and the the sadding loss to the 76ers and Iverson was tough. And then trying to rebound them back. The Chris Bosh era, having Jalen Rose come on. You know, you see what DeMar, Kyle, that core did uh, for the last eight years. And then the trade of Kawhi, uh, DeMar for Kawhi, everything there. But again, you, you chose that there because it was a new team coming. And you kind of jumped on with a lot of people just there. They hadn't won a championship they're trying to break themselves into the NBA. You have friends there as well. It's something that you can all get together with as well. And a lot of people during that era, and you know what, the Carter effect brings us up a lot with the growth. But again, like a lot of people, basketball was big. I'm not saying that it wasn't big in Canada, but the Toronto Raptors made it more lively. Don't get me wrong. We had Jordan. We saw what Kobe was doing. We know what was going on in the 90s. We saw what the Lakers were dominating for the Bulls you know the history of the game we all know what was there but what the Raptors did in the the organization just help it grow in Canada make everyone get involved in the sport but you know what again the Raptors just an incredible organization and you know what I do root for them it's it's great the players there it's just that's right there and why you know I do follow the Raptors and then when we're looking at Manchester United you know, I went to England when I was 15. I saw, like, you know, the, 
the fans there, the clubs, the support. And don't get me wrong, I did watch soccer when we were there on our trip when I wasn't sick with food poisoning, <laughs> which I did. That's a story for another day. Uh, but again, like one of the first soccer jerseys I got was a David Beckham Manchester United jersey. Still have it till today, but, you know, enjoying that club. And I still, well, I try to re-get back into English Premier League. I still follow them. I still catch up on them, whether it was winning Champions League multiple times or, you know, the ups and downs of, you know, winning FA Cup, Europa, not really securing a English Premier League title in a long, long time. But it's still a fun club to watch and still great to watch. And I still support them today. Uh, watching Cristiano Ronaldo, Nanny, the domination of Wayne Rooney when he was on that team. Just a remarkable Michael Owens as well. Uh, David De Gea, who's been good the last few years. And I know a lot of people are just going to hate on him for what had just happened at Europa. But, again, this the history of that club, Sir Alex, what he did for Manchester United, just incredible as well. Just remarkable. And definitely attraction just because that history of the club of winning success was just awesome as well. Uh, but, again, looking at all my teams, I talked about the Colts, Peyton Manning in that era, what they did. Uh, the Raptors, the Penguins, the Red Sox, Manchester United, TFC, especially when MLS broke in. I remember Henri going to the Red Bulls as a player, and then M Toronto got a f club as well, and it's just great. It was great to have, and especially when you're watching soccer, you can follow MLS, and it's there. It's a new club. You see it. It, it, it was fun, and those are the games that you just love going to. Basically, any soccer match I always recommend to go to, and I've been to multiple. I've been to multiple TFCs. I've been to a couple when those European clubs come over and do their tours, Juventus versus Sporting Lisbon. That was a fun, fun match to go. And if you're ever at a soccer match, I do recommend to watch it live. It is just incredible. The atmosphere, everything. If you're not into uh, soccer, I just recommend to go to it just because of the atmosphere. It's just incredible. It's just, you just get so involved. And then, you know, college football. I do have my college football fan as well. University of Southern California. When you're choosing your teams, you're seeing it. And I jumped on the wagon. I will be honest. I jumped on the wagon for USC. When Carson Palmer and that team won the Orange Bowl in early 2003, I jumped on that right there just because of how dominating that club was and what they did. Just remarkable. Uh, we saw the success of USC and the ups and downs of, you know, what happened with Carroll after Reggie Bush, the growth of it, them trying to get bounced back, trying to get back into the top 25, getting more scholarships, help get the program back to being, you know, a you know top college in the conference because, you know, as much as the Pac-12 is great, you see the struggle there of just trying to compete with the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten. You, you see that there. They definitely try to, you know, compete with them. It is tough. It is tough for the Pac-12. Those are my teams there. But going back to why, you know, some people choose their teams. I mentioned family as well. I mentioned certain players because I talked about Lemieux. I talked about how, you know, I got family, friends who just, you know, either go for Leafs, uh, Canadians, uh, also Boston. I have a friend who holds family as Bruins. But a lot of people choose that. And a lot of people choose it for loved ones. When you get into that relationship, you know, you want to support that team as well. I have friends who are in a relationship where they're both 
different teams where they both like the competition and choose. And it's just, you know, great. You know, it is. It's, it's really your preference on which team you're going to go for and why you choose it. Whether you jump on the bandwagon like everyone else and you continue to go on, or you just choose a player that you like to follow through, which happens. A lot of play, people do that. A lot of people see, you know, uh, LeBron James when he went to Cleveland to Miami, back to Cleveland. Then you see him with L.A. You see them following that player around and choose for that player to go. It happens. It's not uncommon. But that's what we see here. We do. We see that in the world of sports. We see how that's going through. So I did talk about, you know, why we choose our teams, why we go through it all. Again, you know, you, you have your family. Some people support that. Again, I my family, my mom's side, and in the two teams, Leafs and Canadians, my parents, mom was Bruins, dad was, you know, at least when my dad grew up, he, he was around with the original six. My mom, you know, chose because the players on Boston, why she rooted for them. It is. It's always, most of the time it is. It's a certain player that you just want to follow. It, it, it happens. It's always the player, whether it's Bobby Orr, um, Mahovlich, you know, Makia, Bobby Hall, you know, Esposito. It could have been anyone during that time. So you also have Richard, Beliveau, Tremblay. You have those guys there as well during that era. Uh, but they all get you into there. You know, a lot of people even got into more hockey with, you know, Wayne Gretzky breaking through, you know, establishing the game, the dominance, what he did in Edmonton and growing, and also helping it grow in Southern California when he went over, when he got traded to the, the Kings. I almost said the Lakers. Let's think about that for a second. Um, but again, like we saw the growth there and how that people grew. And like a lot of people love Gretzky. A lot of people were a fan of the LA Kings because of Gretzky. A lot of people were a fan of St. Louis. Uh, New York, Edmonton, all because of Wayne Gretzky. Um, but that's that, because, you know, he was the great one. But we, we see that here. A lot of people just choose their teams because of certain players that got them there. Listen, I loved Peyton. I did. I grew up watching Peyton Manning do what he did. But, again, he left. Well, we all know the story. Colts released him. He went on to sign with Denver. But I still wasn't going to leave that Colts team. As much as what he has done for that organization everything, I still am going to support that team. I still liked what Peyton did. He's still one of my favorite players. I have a Broncos jersey. But again, like it was the Colts organization. It was the, the team that I supported. It didn't matter who the quarterback was. That was just a success there as well. That's what it was. It was great. It was. like It's, it's always great when you're choosing a sports team. It is. You know, you can, I have friends, you know, they're all Leafs fans. Do I want to help them win? Oh, it would be great for them to win a cup. But at the same time, too, I'm going to go with my team and just say, boom, done, win. That's my team. Like, listen, I'm, I'm happy with what the Penguins have done with that core and just win all those cups. It is. It is. And if you're, you know, Red Wings fan, you, you love the success that they had for literally a quarter of a century with the multiple clubs, the consistent playoffs, the players, the Hall of Famers that they had. Just remarkable. Just that core that they had. But again, a lot of people choose, whether it's family, friends, you know, a certain player. Sometimes it's a loved one. It is. It can be. Sometimes people choose because they like the color. They like that uniform. You know, that's the team I'm going to go with. That's, that is common as well. 
But that is literally when you're choosing a team, those are the aspects there. Like it is. It's literally family, a player, friends, you know, your city. That's one thing I should have mentioned, your hometown. A lot of people, the area that you grew up in, I mentioned that earlier because the hometown that I'm in, you're either a Leafs fan, a Sabres fan. That's basically it because Buffalo is not too far from where we are. But again, like, you know, when you're looking at it again, I'll recap. You know, you're looking at family, hometown, players, colors, loved ones, bandwagon. A lot of people just jump on that team that just wins and success and they go for it and maybe they just go on and on and on as well. But that's when you're looking at it, kind of a confession about what I chose all my teams and everything. But again, it's just, you know, the way the sports, why I like those players. It is great. I do love my clubs. I do love the Red Sox. Poppy, you know, I love that the history of that team. And Poppy just, you know, the way the style of player, the way he was a leader of it. And you saw that team grow. We saw what they did with Mookie. You know, Mookie was a phenomenal player. Lester is still one of my favorite pitchers in that organization. Josh Beckett. Adrian Gonzalez is still my first baseman on that favorite first baseman on that team. That outfield and core, Ben Attendee, Mookie, JBJ. Just remarkable. You know, you know, and you can talk about the history of it. I was not part of that early history before two thousand four. But when we look at it with Teddy, uh, Fisk, you also have uh Yaz, you also have Boggs, you know. Roger Clemens, if you weren't new to that, he was there as well. You know, you see the history of the debacles of the World Series. You know, it's it's always there. But, you know, it's always fun. You know what, and choose a team that you always want. Choose it. It's, it's your choice to choose your team. Whether it's, you know, your friends, whether it's just a personal choice, choose the team that you always want to go for. That's what I recommend. When it comes down to it, if you're over choosing a team, choose whatever you believe is right. If you want to support the team that your family does, perfect. Do it's always fun when you're doing with family. If you want to do with a loved one because you want to share that with them, perfect. That's fine. If you want to have an opposite of your loved one, that's perfectly okay too, because it's great to chirp. It's always good to chirp your loved one's teams. A little competition, nothing wrong with that. If you have a favorite player, go ahead. Sometimes you just follow your favorite player wherever you are, no matter what team they're on. It's common. It does. It does happen. But you know, sometimes people just choose that player and they fall in love with the team. It happened with me, Peyton Manning, and the Colts. Chose, boom, done. Colts for life. You just, you choose it all. There's plenty of reasons why to choose a team. You know what? It's your choice. It's your preference. Why you do it and why you continue with it. You just got to give the respect for whatever decision that you make when following that sports franchise. And going with a sports franchise and winning, because I know I brought up the Montreal Canadiens, the Yankees, all those teams that have won multiple times. Winning is, you know, always great when you win. I always talked about the success of the Red Sox, and I also talked about the Penguins and what they've done with that team in the last 15 years. You know, the Red Sox winning four World Series since 2004. You know, Penguins again winning three World, or sorry, three Stanley Cups. And I can say World Championships, why not? Why can't I say that? The success of TFC going to three straight finals, uh, losing two of them, winning one. And we've seen what Manchester United has done, being one of the most dominating clubs in the world during the Sir Alex Ferguson times, winning multiple English Premier Leagues, couple 
Champions League titles, Europas, winning the FIFA World Club Championship. You know, see the success there. But when we're looking at wins, trophies, and I'm going to bring in golf majors, tennis as well. You know, there's just trophies there. You just would love to win, love your teams to win. Some of them are the hardest ones as well. And, you know, I had a debate on this episode a while ago with myself, like always, which is the hardest trophy to win. And I talked about it, you know, and I mentioned the World Cup for soccer, the FIFA World Cup. That is arguably one of the hardest ones to win, in my opinion, just because it's every four years. It's your team. It's, it's the players that you have there trying to win. You know, you got the round robin. You got the 16 trying to get to the quarters. And the one thing is, too, which is great, no aggregate. That's what's just remarkable. It's not like Champions League where you get to the round of 32. Or sorry, you get to, yeah, you get to your groupings and so the round of 16. Then you got aggregate going on for all the way up until the finals where it's one and done. Where it's just done. World Cup, it's, it's one and done once you get to the round of 16. Once you get down to that bracket, we're just trying to get through. But again, it's every four years. And even with Euro, Euro Cup as well in the challenge. Uh, but I do, like I stated, I, I do think that winning the World Cup is one of the most toughest ones there. Golf majors, tennis majors, I'll say yes. Yes, those sports, you have individual. You have multiple times to get there. Like, you have four majors to win. Same with tennis for golf and tennis. You have those. You have opportunities. And I've talked about players that have never won. I have. I've brought that up before in the podcast. There are players in golf and tennis that have just never won. I talk. I see the success of Milos Raonic. He is a great Canadian tennis player. Never won. He's been top ten before multiple times in the world for tennis. Uh, Shapovalov. He looks like he's a potential. You know, we saw. Uh, you know, we see Lee Westwood, Matt Kuchar, Luke Donald, currently Ricky Fowler, golfers that have not won. They win multiple times on tour and show that they're competitive in majors, but they've never won the. The big one. I talked about the the difficulties of trying to win a Grand Slam in tennis and in golf. That's hard. You know, we don't see many golfers win all four. We haven't seen really anyone in tennis win, well, in my lifetime, win all four in the same year. Uh, and, you know, it's it's tough. Even like World Cup, trying to win a Grand Slam in golf, trying to win a like a Grand Slam in a year is impossible. The closest thing that we saw in golf was the Tiger Slam, where he won four consecutive. He won the British uh, U.S. Open to the Masters in the same year in 2001. But just trying to win all four, trying to get that career grand slam in golf is just tough. There, I, I read off the list of those golfers. Only a handful, literally five golfers, have ever had the grand slam. Only one golfer has ever had the year Grand Slam, the traditional Grand Slam where you win them all in the same year. That's just incredible. And and Bobby Jones, he was just a different player. Just different. And you know, we, we talk about in Canada, the Stanley Cup and how it is here. And yes, sports, there are other entanglements in there. Baseball, we know. Playoffs, you have 162 games and only five teams make it in. And you have that four and five seed battle it out in the wild card to try and get into the next round of the playoffs. Uh, now with the changes with the play-in tournament, we see what the NBA tried to do this year. We're looking at them trying to do it again next year. But the NBA, it's basically, you know, who wants to join who and get a team formation cap is 
Similar to baseball, there is a cap. There's the luxury. You can go over it. Hockey, I, I won't argue it is tough. It's tough now with the cap era. It wasn't like before in the 90s going up to that lockout in 2004 where basically it was tough to try and get you know, players on the team, sign them for much. And nowadays with the cap being like average close to 90 uh, million for right now, it's, it's tough, Just especially trying to win because you're trying to make sure that you have a good core. You're trying to build around that core, trying to get a second, third, fourth line, a good goalie, a good top six. It's just tough to try and get everything working for your team. You know, soccer, it's a little different for trying to win depending on your league. And I brought up champ trying to win Champions League, World Cup. World Cup's tough because there is no salary cap. You're, you're going on your talent for your nation, and you're facing the world. You're facing other players, and some of those players are your teammates, so you know what you're up against in the competition. But I'm still going to stick with what I originally said on my podcast when I talked about which trophy would you win. I'm going to stay with the World Cup. I am. I'm going to stick with that just because there's not that many countries that have actually won. It's tough. It really, really is tough to try and win that World Cup. But I will go with World Cup, you know, World Series. Uh, well, okay. Let me let me take a moment here to think. World Cup would be my number one. Stanley Cup, World Series, two and three. Mm. Uh, a golf major is in there as well. Uh, just because golf, you have equal opportunities to try and win. You have, multiple, you have four attempts a year to try and win one. Now, it's always tough with... You know, four rounds, trying to get to that round. You got to win. You got to do well in the first two to get to the weekend, and then you got to make sure you're doing great on moving day, and then plus on day four of the final round to try and win. Uh, trying to get a career grand slam would just be, whew, it's just tough. But we're looking at trophies. A career grand slam is an accomplishment where you're winning all of them. But if we're talking trophies, trying to get there, the World Cup, Stanley. Uh, we're looking at uh, World Series just because of the amount of games, the amount of teams able to qualify. And you're looking at tennis and golf as individuals for that top four. Number five, if I were to look at a title, Champions League would be that one right there. Just similar format. Uh, you know, you got a challenge to win, try and get in. You have to be top four in your league to qualify for a Champions League. Uh, to get into that, and then you got to go through, you know, your round robin, round 16, and you're doing an aggregate. So aggregate kind of helps a little bit, uh, just because, you know, you can kind of go through if you just, you know, make sure you're scoring enough goals on your road. That's kind of how it works to break the tie for aggregate and soccer. So those are the five, I would talk, five sports, five, because again, tennis, golf, you kind of have to put them together. Uh, for that, because they're individual, you know, you can always talk about which is going to be the harder one, you can mention tennis a little bit, because again, like you have the multiple rounds, you know, round of 16, you know, then you got the quarters, the semis, you know, you have it all there, but again, looking at it all, U.S., or uh, World Cup, NHL, World Series, uh, majors for tennis and golf, and then you have Champions League, for those five so it's always good um it's definitely something i would like i would like to have a stanley cup i would like to have you know a world series it's great to see my teams win them all 
Um, but, you know, personally, I would love to have that World Cup just to just have it there, just a celebration. And watching Portugal win the Euros, and that's coming up uh, this June. Uh, we're just a couple weeks away from that, uh, from that greatness. Actually, no, less than that. It kicks off uh, next week. Um, we're looking at June the 11th uh, for that. U.S. opens in a couple weeks. Getting my dates confused. But it's definitely going to be an exciting uh, couple of weeks for June uh, with the U.S. Open in two weeks and the uh, Euro Cup starting next week, which I will be doing a special on as well, plus a special for the U.S. Open, like I do for all golf majors. I'm actually going to be looking forward to doing the British Open as well, just because first time having that back. But thank you for listening to my today's episode of About you know, choosing a team, talking about trophies, trying to win, which one would be the best, my little top five, six-ish of which trophies I would like. But again, this is fun to talk about. You know, choosing a team is, it's always fun. You know, and I didn't mention whether you're jumping on as a bandwagon, you know, a player, family, friends, loved one, uh, you know, just, just choosing that. It's your decision at the end of the day. It doesn't matter how you've chosen it. You know, it's it's always exciting when you're trying to choose a new team and why. You know, it's it is. And I talked about why I chose my teams. It's just great. It is. Uh, but thank you for listening to tonight's episode of the podcast. I hope you guys enjoy uh, the rest of your weekend. Have yourself a great night. Take care, and I'll talk to you guys on my next episode. This is the Draining Jimmy's podcast. <laughs> Thank you.